Hey everyone, thanks for joining again today. Today we're going to look at a kind of a difficult subject in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Uh, certainly a very touchy subject. Uh, the idea of women's role. Uh, it seems like everyone has an opinion on this subject. But let's be honest. It doesn't matter what part of life that we might have opinions on. The bottom line is what does God say about it? And so does God have an order in the way things should be done in his worship service? Does he have an order when it comes to men, women, and children? Uh, I think he does in all of those. I don't think any of us would argue that children are to obey their parents. There's an order that they they have to obey the parents. But what about when it comes to men and women in the home? Well, First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 says, But I want you to know, that the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, that doesn't mean that he's a dictator, because remember in the very beginning, it said that woman was made for a helpmeet to man, not someone that he could rule over or pounce on, but someone who would work with him and help him, and they would help each other, and they would make decisions together. So let's read our text today in 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting with verse 8 and reading down through verse number 15. I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. Let a man learn in silence with all submission. Let a woman learn in silence with all submission. I'm kind of changing the Bible there, aren't I? Let a woman learn in silence with all submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first and then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, holiness, and self-control. This first verse, verse eight, Paul is kind of finishing up what he'd been talking about in the prior section about prayer. And in verse eight, it says, he desires men to pray everywhere, lifting holy hands, a lot has been made about this posture here, about the lifting of holy hands. Some say and uh, that it just is a symbol of giving oneself to uh, the Lord, to surrendering oneself. But that doesn't seem to be the real issue. The real issue is praying. Because throughout the Bible, we find all kinds of postures. We find people kneeling. We find people standing. We find people prost lying prostrate on the ground. And how about for us? Sometimes we're praying driving down the road with our eyes open. Uh, so it's not the posture that is important. It is the idea that we are talking to God, that that communication line is always open, and we ought to always be praying everywhere. Then our text turns to the women. And I'm going to see if I can't get myself in trouble in these next few verses. I usually do a pretty good job of that when it comes to women's role in the church. I want to start by suggesting a woman should have a tasteful appearance to adorn themselves in modest apparel. And the key is modest. Um, 
I don't think he's saying in this text, women, don't bother messing with your hair. Don't bother fixing your hair. Don't bother putting on any makeup. Don't bother if you wear any jewelry. That's not the real point. The point is that it's all done modestly, that you don't draw attention to yourself. If you walk in and everybody stops and turns to you, then maybe that's the idea he's carrying here. There's nothing wrong with being pretty. There's nothing wrong with fixing yourself up. But the key is that's not what it's all about. The key is that your real beauty is godliness and good works. We've all heard that saying, beauty is only skin deep. Now, I know there's a bad part that some people use for the rest of that, but I'd like to put it this way. Beauty is only skin deep because what God is really concerned about is what's on the inside of you, who you really are. Remember what God said about David whenever he was uh, choosing him to be his man? He didn't look so great. He was small, but God said he looks at the heart, not at the outside of a person. Secondly, a woman should show respect in her actions. Verse 11 and 12 say a woman should learn in silence with submission. Many have asked, uh, does that mean then that a woman cannot sing and worship service? Does that mean that a woman cannot ask questions in a Bible class? Uh, I don't think that's what he's saying here. I think he's saying in the worship service, if you go back over to 1 Corinthians 11 and read on further down, you can see how women were involved there. And it was mass chaos, not just because of them, but in general. And at the end of that section, he talks about we should do all things decently and in order. And so women should learn at home or learn from their spouses. If they don't have a spouse, then they can ask other people. But there's nothing wrong with them asking a question in Bible class, making a comment in Bible class. We're all told to sing in the worship service. So there's certainly nothing wrong with that. The real issue here really isn't with the woman at all, if the truth is known. The real issue is with the man. Because if the man was doing what God had set him up to do and was leading the home and leading the worship like he's supposed to, we wouldn't have this problem. But see, the problem is so many men are slacking on their leadership, slacking on their serving the Lord, that the bless, the bless their hearts, the women, they're seeing that they're ready to take, take control. They, they want to serve the Lord. And so men, you and I, we, we need to learn some lessons from those ladies. Then in 13 through 15, though, he tells the reason why they are to submit to the men's authority. Over the years, I've heard people say, well, this is a cultural thing. We don't live in this culture now, and it's very different. Well, everything, if, if we looked at everything in the Bible as cultural, the Bible would be kind of outdated in general, wouldn't it? The Bible wouldn't be very relevant to our lives, but we all know it's very relevant. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's word is always God's word. It will be applicable to every generation of people. God says, that's not the problem here. In fact, it's not the problem because where does he go back to talk about the problem? He goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And he says it was there that all this whole problem started and why he has the roles the way he has them. Because in the Garden of Eden, who was created first? Adam was. Then Eve was created to be his helper. But what happened? Satan comes to Eve, and Eve is deceived by the serpent, and she eats of the tree. Now, she's not the only one to blame here, because in the text it says that Adam was nearby, Adam, again, part of the problem that I mentioned already is Adam shirked 
his leadership role, he should have stopped her, but he didn't. And so she was deceived and she sinned. Neither both parties received punishment. Adam received punishment that from that day forward, he would work and he would have weeds and he would have to work by the sweat of his brow and the work would be very hard. Eve received punishment for her sin as well. She would be uh, have childbirth and there would be great labor and pain in childbirth. But then it says something else in there that it says through this childbirth, Eve would be saved. And people have wondered a long time, many times, what does that mean? And I believe this is what it means. I, I may be wrong. If I am, I'd love to hear from you on, on this. But I believe it means that because she is the mother of all living, through her lineage is going to come the Son of God. And that Son of God is going to forgive the sins of the entire world. But he's not just going to say, okay, you had a child, you're saved. The mother still must have to do something. And he says in the end of this verse what she must have to do. She must continue in faith, continue in love, continue in holiness, and self-control. Now, ladies, please, don't ever think you are not appreciated. Everyone knows the church would be in big trouble without you ladies. I don't think I've ever been in a congregation where I looked around and there were more men than there were women. There are many men who stay home. There are many women who come to worship. And you are to be praised and you are to be honored and you are to be glorified for that. But God is the one who ultimately gets the glory. Those of you who come each week, you are an inspiration to all of us. To men, stop slacking off. Step up and fill the role that God has for you to fill. Let's be what God wants us to be in the Lord's church. Thanks for being here. Hope to see you next time. Bye.